This is James from the Gym Polycast. On this episode, I'll talk about student loan debt forgiveness and the program that was announced by the Biden administration last week. I'll also talk about Republican arguments against the program and why student loan debt forgiveness is good for the entire country. So last week, the Biden administration announced ten and $20,000 in student loan debt, $10,000 for most, and $20,000 if you received Pell Grants. This is not total student loan debt forgiveness. In fact, it's not anywhere close for a lot of people. Um, however, it is much needed relief, and uh, it can shorten the amount of repayment time. Um, it's also not automatic. There is an application process, and to my knowledge, the application will be available at the end of September or uh, the beginning of October. Um, this will come hopefully before the end of the final student loan repayment pause, uh, which will end December 31st, 2022. Um, again, this isn't automatic. It isn't total forgiveness. Um, and so it's not nearly as bad as a lot of Republicans would make you think it is but it is a step in the right direction. Uh, I'm a supporter of total student loan debt forgiveness. Um, I think there's definitely uh, tons of positives for doing so. Um, I'm also for tuition for universities, um, and there's tons of good things in that as well. Uh, for Republicans, um, they'll tell you that you should be repaying your student loans because if you take out a debt, you should repay it. This is one of the big primary arguments and in my opinion, it is misleading. Student loan debt is unlike any other type of debt that most Americans will incur. Um, it's not like credit card debt or a mortgage or an auto loan. Um, if you were to you know, default or commit bankruptcy, um, you can lose those things. Um, they can definitely harm your credit. Um, but, um, you know, oftentimes, unless the court gets involved, um, they're not going to be garnishing your wages. As for student loan debt, um, if you start to fall behind and default on that, um, the, the, the process is not nice. Um, they can uh, take your tax returns. Um, they can um, force you to pay through um, uh, wage garnishments and so forth. Um, so it's important um, to understand that the collection process for student loan debt is a lot more intense and you cannot commit bankruptcy on student loan debt. This also makes it completely different from any other type of debt that you can get. Now, the other thing that I think is important to note is uh, the PPP loans or the uh, Paycheck Protection Program loans. Um, these were a part of COVID stimulus that gave uh, businesses um, much-needed money to continue to pay um, their employees. Um, there's tons of PPP loan forgiveness, um, including many Republican representatives who are now railing against student loan debt forgiveness. And they're saying the pandemic's over. Of course, debt should be wiped away. Like, that makes no sense. Um, it's still debt. So the, the whole, if you get a debt, you should pay it back. <laughs> if you're going to make that argument against student loan debt, you need to be making that argument 
um, against a PPP loan forgiveness um, and because it's government loans given to people to help them through things or to do things. Um, and you should be paying those back, um, especially if you're, uh, you know, if you're going to be making those arguments. Now, I, for one, am fine with PPP loan forgiveness, um, just as I'm fine with student loan debt forgiveness. Um, a lot of small businesses needed the PPP loans. Um, they, they, uh, who knows what would have happened without them. How many people would have been without work? How many people would have been without a paycheck? Which would have made things infinitely worse uh, during the, the, the start of the pandemic. And now, as we're trying to recover from the pandemic. Uh, so, you know, I'm for forgiving that. But if you're going to have uh, the PPP loan forgiveness on one hand, and then argue against the student loan debt forgiveness on the other, that's something that, to me, doesn't reconcile. Um, you can be for the repayment of both or the forgiveness of both. But being for the forgiveness of one and the repayment of the other, that just doesn't make any sense. So that whole argument needs to be thrown out the window, both because student loan debt isn't the same as um, conventional debt like mortgages, auto loans, but also because, you know, we're going to be forgiving PPP loans, we can forgive the student loans as well. Um, the other argument that comes from uh, smarmy Ted Cruz is, uh, well, they just got $20,000 handed to him. Way cool, dude. Now I'm going to go vote Democrat. Like, like yes, yeah, Scoob. No, not how that works, okay? Um you're not getting, you know, ten or twenty thousand dollars deposited into your bank account. Okay, it's forgiveness on a debt. It's not something that you're going to be able to, you know, use to go get a car or to go get a house. You're still going to have a lot of debt, and you're still going to be paying on it. Uh, so, um, you know, that's that's not how it works. Um, as much as uh, Raphael Cruz would like to say that it does. Um, the the student loan debt forgiveness um, lowers the debt. It does not add a stimulus. So that's a completely asinine argument. Shocker that it comes from Raphael Cruz. Um, so, um, you know, that should be thrown out pretty quickly. Um, the final one that I hear a lot and I've heard this quite a few times. And this is the one that I think most Americans are going to see or hear when talking to other Americans about this subject. And that is, how does this help me? I didn't go to college. The majority of Americans don't. I don't have this debt. I think only like something like 12% of Americans have student loan debt. It's something pretty low. Okay. So getting all the other Americans to understand how this helps them is actually kind of an uphill battle. Um, but it's an important one because it is a good question. You know, if, if somebody didn't get this debt, why should they re be responsible in paying this debt for someone else? And, uh, you know, I, I look at it this way. 
uh, a lot of people, I would say the majority of people who have student loan debt have degrees that are beneficial to our economy. Um, and it's important to keep that cycle going, to keep the people going to, to, to four-year universities to get the degrees that are important. And if you are putting those degrees behind a paywall, uh, like student loans, you'll start to find that people won't go to college as often. And there are people that'll say, well, good, you don't need to go to college to, to have a good life. And, and you're right. In a lot of cases, you don't. But there are people who are capable and should go to college because it does benefit us. You know, an HVAC tech isn't going to make a, a smartphone. And the person who makes the smartphone isn't going to maintain the air conditioning in their house. So it's important to have uh, everybody get the education that they want and that they're capable of. And if you remove the student loan debt as a, as a weight, you'll have more people who are capable going to school. Are you going to have people that aren't capable going? Yes. Are you going to have people who try that shouldn't? Yes. But that's going to happen anyways. And as long as the success rate is vastly larger than the failure rate, then we should be happy about that. That's a program that's working. Nothing's going to be perfect. But investing in our education is a worthwhile investment. And it shouldn't just be four-year universities. There should be tons of tech, community college, and even trying to go and get uh, certifications. You know, I have an IT background. And, um, you know, a lot of the certifications, you have to go to, you know, classes and, uh, and then take the tests. There's no government subsidies. There's no grants. There's nothing to help you with that. Um, in fact, you can't even fill out FAFSAs for that. Uh, so there's not even student loan debt to help you get those. You have to do that by yourself. As, as a country, we should want to invest in that. Because again, you should have as much education as you want and as you're capable of. Um, you, know, you, you know, some people are capable of a lot of education, but don't want it. Some people want a lot of education, but aren't capable. We need to, to, to figure out where to put those people. Um, we need probably a better fundamental education system, as in K through 12, uh, to help facilitate uh, a tracking system for people to get them on the right track for um, a vocational um, education or, a, you know, a, a PhD, you know. Are you going to frame a house or are you going to be uh, an astronomer? You know, what What are you good at? What can we get you to do? Um, because guess what? If you frame a house, um, we need you to do that because you know, we, have we have a worker shortage. It's part of the reason why there are supply chain issues with home building. Um, you know, and somebody who is an astronomer, you know, the physicist working on the James Webb telescope, those individuals, they didn't build their own home. They don't maintain their HVAC systems. A lot of them probably don't maintain their cars. You know, there's tons of people that make their lives possible. And we need everybody. Why are we not investing in everybody? It makes no sense. When you start talking 
about investing in everybody. That's when you start showing people that this applies to them. You know, when you when you talk about just forgiving the student loan debt for these four-year universities, not everybody goes to those things. So they don't feel uh, uh, personally connected to that. But there's a lot of people um, that, you know, they may not go to a Votech school themselves, but they know people who have, and it's improved their life. They know people who have gotten IT certs, and it's improved their life. And if we start showing that we can invest in all of these types of education um, from, you know, Votech schools and certs all the way up to PhDs, we can show that there's equitable education for everyone and that it benefits our whole economy in so many ways that you just can't even quantify it. Um, you, you can't put it into words. You know, you get people who are innovating new ways to, 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 to put down tile to make it faster, more efficient, look better, last longer. You have people who are better at hanging different types of, of sheetrock and, and people who are, are fast and efficient at roofing. That takes years and years and years to learn. And, and sometimes it even takes certifications and stuff. Um, and so doing all of that is just as important as pushing a person through uh, to get a PhD. Because, again, the person who gets the PhD, man, they're going to be at the cutting edge of technology and research. But they don't build their own house. They don't maintain their roads. They don't haul off their own garbage. They don't do the things that make their lives possible. You know, they don't do the day-to-day nitty-gritty stuff that makes civilized life possible, that makes their life easier, um, and makes them uh, better prepared to contribute with their PhD because they got to rest in a home that was well-insulated with air conditioning, or, you know, they got to the university on a well-maintained road and in a car that had an oil change by a mechanic, you know, all these things that made that research possible, all these people that combined to help that person. We need all of that. We need everybody. And that is how you get everyone on board with student loan debt forgiveness is you show that student loan debt forgiveness kicks the door open to subsidizing so many other education types that lift so many people up. And it doesn't have to be a four-year degree. It can be an HVAC um, you know, uh, certification or a, a master electrician cert or, you know, carpentry certs or, um, and, you know, A-plus certs for um, for IT or ASE certs for mechanics. It can be, um, you know, paying for tuition free for community colleges that offer programs like windmill techs. You know, there's tons and tons and tons of reasons why we should be investing in all sorts of education and why we should get rid of student loans because it will get people excited about getting education again, regardless of what it is, because a PhD is just as valuable as an ASE certification in so many ways, because that ASE cert, that mechanic brings peace of mind to 
hundreds and hundreds of people that they work on. And that PhD candidate helps hundreds of people with their research. They're important. And we need to emphasize that importance for everyone. And that's how you start to convey that student loans do apply to everyone. Because when you put something like universities behind such a paywall like that, you kind of discourage all kinds of post-secondary education. And that's not good. And it's most certainly not good when China is outpacing us in science and technology. Technology, that's our only advantage in our military. That's why we're the most powerful military on Earth, because we're not the biggest. China is, by a long shot. They outnumber us a thousand to one in their military, okay? If they become the most technically advanced military, we're in trouble. And we can prevent that by investing in education, by ending the student loan debt, whatever it is. It, it's just, it, it should have never happened. It should stop. And we should invest in our education because we need it. And it's a matter of national defense. That's all I have for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Jim Polycast. Be sure to like the Jim Polycast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And be sure to visit thejimpolycast.com. Thank you for listening, and have a good night.